are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, people, to another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. And today, excuse me, we have a lot of, very a lot of topics. I mean, I could start from <laughs> pick and choose a topic. But I'm going to start off with this topic I had first, and then I might uh, rotate and go into other different things as the show go on. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, Baltimore city of Baltimore is uh, canceling Ben Carson out. Now, if you haven't heard that Ben Carson, Secretary of, uh, Health, oh, I mean, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, is getting rid of discriminatory law arm of that agency and allowing a lot of discriminatory practices to be enforced now by would be rent uh would be landlords and so forth so they're canceling his ass out and i was sitting here looking at this uh and thinking about this this topic as it went along it was reading that certain places with schools had been carson's picture and certain uh certain things that canceled him out and i i used to admire dr carson uh, for his story and his attributes and things that he have given to the health community and uh, how his upbringing was. I'm like, man, I was inspired to do. You're like, damn. But then this nigga started kissing Trump's ass. It's like, oh, God, here we go. There we go again. And so now it's really hitting home with a lot of people in our community that, you know, Dr. Ben has sold that sold that soul and got on that boat of Kissville. And he's not the only one um, who knows that they're being used. And they okay with it. You know, they just, you know, they okay getting used. You know, I, I don't mind you using me. So what? You know, if you um, listen to my podcast about um, Amarosa and her book, um, you may have heard me mention certain things of of uh, references to the movie Superfly. And every time I see a brother or sister sell us out or they accomplish something and they start winging to the side, that movie comes hard. And it always comes with that part what I was sitting here describing when Superfly was talking to his, his dude and he was telling him he wanted to get out. And the dude said, look, I want to be used. Let them use me. I want to be a black prince. I'm like, damn. And I sit it there and I think about that all the damn time. Like that go another brother or sister selling themselves out to be used for whatever reason or another. And I'd be like, damn, here we go again. And, you know, Dr. Carson ain't the only one. Like I said, Amarosa, she's one. She's another. She knew what Trump was from the giddy up. She knew he was racist. But she rode that train. She got on it. She took that ticket. 
She said, hey, I got this ticket to Comfortville. I might as well ride. She did it. And he showed her ass the door. She got mad. Want to write a book. Want to tell all. You know, and, and want to get brownie points. And let people know, say, hey, see, I knew. Well, if you knew, you should have said something early. But you didn't. And she's not the only one. Dr. Carson's not the only one. I can go down a list of would-be has-beens that have sat there and just took that ride for massa and just said hell with it you know long as i'm comfortable and i'm like damn it really just sickens me when i see that it sickens me because like you know i was brought up around when black men and black women everyone used to say you know black pride be proudful for what you were and whatever and you know regardless of how hard it is don't give up now nah, it's easy. Now nah, it's the opposite. It's easy to give up. Hey, give up. Shit, go on in, lay down and then get your thing thing on. Don't do that. It's you. It's your world. Forget everybody else. And then that night. Just pathetic, man. It's just dumb. And the next person that came to mind that that really disappointed me in that was Colin Powell. General Colin Powell, Secretary of State. When Bush sat here and used this man, and Colin Powell could have been the first black president way before Barack Obama. Colin Powell had the numbers, and he had the world before, before uh, Barack was even thought about. But Bush used this man to get that war going. And just this fame and discredit that dude. And, you know, even to this day, Colin Powell still is living the remnants of that. Still going around trying to explain what he, what he didn't do and what he did do and what he didn't know. And i like, damn, another brother went into that meat grinder. And, and my wife said to this and we was talking about, she said, well, maybe he didn't know. Well, you know, when you're playing with snakes, you should know. Another movie reference that you might hear me use from time to time throughout this the show uh, is the devil's advocate and I, and I think that black people y'all need to go rent that movie and not look at it for entertainment purposes but you need to look at it for studying because the devil's advocate tells you to your face what the devil is telling you I'm going to do to you I'm going to do this to you and if you remember that scene at the end when Keanu Reed Kevin went to see his daddy A.K.A. the Devil Martin. And they had that father and son dialect going back and forth. And he was telling him about his wife. But before that, he was telling him why the law. And he said, well, because we can get acquittal after acquittal after acquittal. And we can do it all the way up. Basically saying we can break the law, the, the natural laws of man and man and of God itself all the way up to heaven to it stinks remember that like I said go get the movie but back to when he was asking Kevin hey why me hey you my son you didn't know that you thought you was winning those cases because you thought you was doing all that uh-uh-uh dad was pulling strings for you son I was you know rooting for you 
He said, all the disappointments, Kevin, I had so many kids. I've had so many kids, but you are the greatest. And I'm sitting here looking at this stuff like, what the hell? But also, Ken Reed's character, like, what the hell are you talking about? But he's in, he said, well, why I never lost? Because it was in your favor. He said, you could have lost. He said, I gave you an out. He said, when did you give me an out? He said, oh, now, Kevin, let's don't play. Let's, well, uh, I'm going to quote whatever it is. Don't play, don't, let's don't play, pull each other's balls here. Remember the train? Remember when I sat here and told you, Kevin, it's okay to lose. You can't win them all. Maybe this is your time to just throw in the hang, you know, cash it in and do whatever needs to be done. But Kevin didn't listen. He said, no, I'm going to nail this case. Come to find out that Kevin's wife, I forgot that chick name, got raped. The episode, uh, the go back and see the scene when she was on the floor. She was looking at the little baby and her, her ovaries was hanging in her hands. Her baby was aborted right there. The devil did it. Left her there. And he said, you left her all alone, Kevin. Like a wandering sheep to the slaughter. That, hey. I told you to go home. That's the same thing of what the devil tells you right now. And like I said, the devil comes in many forms, colors, doesn't matter. But when he said he's telling you to your face what I'm finna do to you. When he comes snooping around. See, in the, in the movie, Kevin was in Greensville, Florida. One of those country redneck district uh not defense attorneys defending a would-be known pedophile rapist teacher and his dad martin telling said you knew he was guilty but you took the case see sometimes we know our snakes and we deal with them anyway hoping for a better outcome hoping that we think that since we pull some got some tricks up our sleeve here we can go ahead and we can tame this snake and win this time. But the snake always win because the snake knows something that you don't, a.k.a. the devil. So when Kevin found that out, and then the last thing, when he had to sleep with his sister, man, that, that right, that kind of threw me. I remember sitting here watching this movie with my mom, and I said, Mama, what this movie? Mama said, this is the devil telling you. To your face what he's going to do to you. You better learn. You better not just look at this movie for entertainment, she says. She said, you better look at this movie for getting information. And so when these people, Colin Powell, Amarosa, Ben Carson, all these other folks. Now you got Chili up here talking about dating white men. All these people that we sit up here in the black community promoting. You know, basically, damn, they're honoring their ass. Paying and buying books and tickets and all this stuff to go see and hear their ass. And then next thing you know, they turn on your ass. Telling you other stuff that you know is contrary to what you know is right. Oh man, you already know the fix is in. They got your ass now. Now you know they they, they trying to promote and program you to do something that you normally wouldn't do. But in today's climate... With today's uh, black people, 
Hey, it's easy. It's just like, hey, shit. Throw that stuff out there. Get some instant growth. It'll do like that. Sprout up in three hours. What it took, most of the stuff that people who I know took it years to cultivate, to reach about and bring forth things. Man. So, I really had to make this podcast based off that, man, because it really was irking at me, man. It's irking when I see these folks taking that, that bus ride. It's even, it's, it's damn near insulting when they come back and they try to play like they didn't know what was, ha- what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know he was racist. I didn't know she was racist. Sure, I, I, I didn't know that. And you've been in the intimate quarters with this person. And you're going to sit here and tell me that you never heard this person slip? Man, I'm going to tell you, when I, was in, when I was back home in Georgia, man, and I was working in tires, this dude, this redneck dude used to tell dirty jokes all the time. I used to look at his ass. And he knew that it was offensive to offensive. And I look at him, he he ended it. But he knew. And I and, and I sat there and I stayed away from his ass. Long as he didn't come around me and I just knew that, hey, no, I lay, I don't hear that. <coughs> Excuse me, I didn't want to hear that. I ended that jump real quick. He didn't like me that much, and I didn't like him because hell, I didn't want to hear all the dumbass jokes. I mean, one time this fool came in with a noose. On a doll and threw it on onto the work onto the service desk thing, and they were laughing and I'm like, what the hell are they laughing? At? And I saw the doll there and I'm looking at these folks, and all of a sudden they face cracked because me and the other uh, two other black brothers that was there like, y'all think this shit funny? It's not funny. You can laugh, ha ha, but I guarantee you, y'all even think of that junk, you are gonna get your ass handed to you. So if I sat there and I worked in an environment I knew that that was there, Amarosa and all the rest of them, they know it was there. They ain't no victim. Hey, this chick went around here bragging about he he's the greatest thing since damn cooked food. Now all of a sudden, like I said, showed that nigga, showed her ass the dough. Yeah, I, 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 correction, I meant to say that. Showed that nigga the dough. Now she's like, okay, I'm going to get mad. I'm going to write this book. <clears throat> Excuse me. The same thing like Donald Brazil and all the rest of them. When they try to write these books, just think about where they came from. Donald Brazil knew that Hillary Clinton was a lying ass. She covered for this chick. Gave this chick information. Hell, I wouldn't vote. I didn't give a damn about Bernie Sanders, old dusty ass. But hell, probably fair is fair, right? Shh. Yeah, whatever. But this chick was working for him. And when they got through using that damn black ass, they showed her the dough. Oh, I'm going to run a tail and make a book. They only made you look like a fool, fool. The best thing is for you to go ahead and sell them to the sunset. And shut up. And it don't be seen again. And you know that most of the people, other than those two examples right there, who have taken that bus ride and made a fool of themselves, they fade away into into whatever it is until you hear from 15, 20 years later. And you'll be like, hey, I thought that person was hey, that person still here. Oh, shit, I ain't know. Wow, I thought they were dead. Whatever. You didn't even think about it because they hope that time will forgive them. Out of sight, out of mind, if you ever heard that old saying. But see, here on the real talk with the war machine and other for, uh uh black media new black media excuse me we're not gonna forget you can't forget stuff like that 
Just like I said, just like in the devil's advocate, when he sat here and told him, look, I'm giving you an out. Take it. It's okay to lose. Sometimes when you know that this person is doing wrong, hey, you, sh you got the right in the beginning to know I do not want to get on this train with you. I'm not going to take this ride with you. I don't care about how much money you give me. But see, folks are greedy. And as my mom used to say this old saying, a lot of old people say the same thing. If you never heard it, money talks, BS walks. And a lot of folks let money talk to them. But they still don't walk away from the BS because they accept the money to do the BS job. And then when it goes wrong, they want sympathy. They want, they want closure. They want to be cleansed. They want forgiveness. Man, it's just like if a man came in here and murdered my family. Do you think I'm going to give that man forgiveness, closure, and he's going to get off doing less time because he sat there and said he had a mental disorder? No, he ain't getting off. He may get off on man's law, but he ain't get off on mine's. And I'm going to leave it at that, let you fill in the blanks. That's what we have to do when dealing with people in our community. Stop forgiving these fools after they ain't woke up. Hell, they the hell. Stop even saying scratch that. They have they they are already up. Like I said, they took the ticket, they bought it, paid for it, got on the bus, they knew what was going down. And they knew every day. You can't sit here and tell me that. Omarosa is not a type of woman where she's going to be there for a minute and she goes off into a distant room somewhere and say, okay, I'm going to hang over here. No, she's one of those power-hungry witches. She want to be in the mist. Same thing just like Donna Brazil. I want to be in the mist. Same thing like Ben Carson. Like Ben Carson, after he predilized, pre, uh, per, uh, perjured himself to a point, uh, plagiarized, that's what I'm saying, plagiarized himself on this book. And same thing like, damn, man, really? Are you kidding me? But no. See, it's a lot of things that we, as black people, take and we take it like it ain't nothing. And like I said, you know, going back on the thing like Chili from TLC when she said, date white men. See, when you got these folks, again, these all these has-beens. It's just like they got a Rolodex of would-be has-beens. And when they want to promote something, they, it's like they take a roll of the dice. Ah, so-and-so. Let's call him up. Hey, uh, need you to do a favor for me. Uh, sure, what is it? Uh -huh. uh, don't worry about it. You know, we just need you to do some promotion for us. And, uh, uh, you know how, what the deal is. You know, you know, since you, uh, you know, you effed yourself up in that career back a couple years ago, we said we are, you know, use you when we use you. Oh, anything, 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 you know, is it, is it, is it, is it a paying gig? Yeah, it's paying, you know, it's, you know, you just get out there and promote what we want you to promote and, uh, and we'll leave the rest of us. And that's how it always be. That's how it always been played. And I'm like, damn, I lost all respect for damn Chili. Chili fine. Like, damn, you gonna say something like that? Black women need to date more white men? See, we the only ones that get used or get caught up in that buffoonery where people who we know whether in politics, Hollywood or 
you know, whatever, just get up there and just make an ass out of themselves and promote garbage. And hope for the best that some of us would be stupid ass people would go ahead, go along with it. And I'm like, damn man, shut your mouth sometimes. So if it sounds like I'm 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 furiated, it is because it's, it's it's stupid, man. It's very stupid how these people do that. They, I mean, they play themselves so much, and then they hope for a better outcome. I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can get a better outcome out of something that you know that's gonna end very bad for you. So. I just had to bring this to you people on this podcast and I you know I I don't apologize for being, you know, upset and irate to a point. I mean you need to be that way too. I mean that's just like somebody coming to you who you looked up to and say, Hey man, the next you know they say no, they you know, they tell you one thing and they flip it around and say, Hey, it ain't that and for years you've been believing that one thing, they've been saying that they've been saying, No nah, man, I was wrong and come to find out that the only reason they changed is because they got bought out. Something that they needed. They need a new gig. They need a new album sold. They need a a new uh, line in a movie. So they got to come out. They need a new commercial. I mean, pay attention. Pay attention to that stuff. Their career ain't going too well. So they got to get out here and pedal now. They, now they're in desperate mode. This is where... Where we as black people fail at because we don't, we never taught ourselves that, as my mom used to tell me a long time ago, she used to tell me, baby, don't ever be in a position to beg someone for something. Don't ever put yourself in that. Learn to go without. And when I was younger, I used to hate when she say that. But I'm glad that I learned it because there's been a lot of positions, a lot of things that came across my plate that I had to learn how to walk away from. I had to walk away because I knew it was just too tempting, too, too, just too perfect, too right. But something told me, and and that something is that wisdom, that discernment. You need to walk away. You need to learn how to live without. Because it's got someone's pulling the strings, and you finna be the puppeteer. But you know what? There's a lot of people in our community willing and able. To want to be the puppet. They don't want to be the puppeteer. They want to be the puppet. Pull my string. Hey, like, watch me dance. Watch me dance. Watch me dance. Watch me shake. Watch me twerk. Watch me do this. They, watch me rap. Whatever. Do we ever be the puppet? And then, then the puppeteer. Do we ever be the puppet? Then the person that can pull in the strings. That's That's pathetic. But see, when you sit there and point that out to black people, the first thing you say, you're angry, you're jealous of my success. If, it, if your success comes off the backs of another black man or woman or family, you ain't successful. You're a puppet. You're a slave. You're a fool. And just like in the devil's advocate, you have an opportunity to get out. Just like that. But you just choose to stay on that bus and ride it out. Ride it all the way out to the end. I'm a ride. You, you ever heard? I know this has been this kind of old and dated. I'm a ride it to the dang wheels fall off. And a lot of us will ride it to the wheels fall off. And when we get to the end, and that bus breaks down the end of nowhere, and that nowhere is when you ain't they ain't used you up, and you gotta start getting off that bus and walking 
And to come to find out, you don't even know which way to come because the street's gone. There's no markers. You're just out there. Meaning you're just out there. You're just a, just a sitting duck. And then you want to cry like, please have mercy on me. No. You didn't have mercy when you took that ride. You didn't have mercy when you sat there and you threw shade at this person or that person to get to this. You didn't have mercy then. So why have mercy now? Well, they got you where they want you, out there in, you know, dead desert lane. Now, you can't get back. They don't want you. We don't want you. You just in between. And it's sad that sometimes that most people, when they get to that point, they, where they can't go either or, that's why a lot of folks end up killing themselves. Because they can't go, they can't come back to where they used to be, and they can't go back to the place they sold out. So they're like, you out there. And they would be like, damn, man, really? We didn't know they were doing that. Yeah. They took the cheap way out. That goes back to that saying what I was telling you earlier, what my mom was saying, live without. Sometimes it's best that we learn how to live without certain things. I'm going to tell you this story, and then I'm going to end this podcast on this. I'm not going to give you all the details, but I'm going to just let you fill in the blanks. I was going through a, a relationship at the time, and I really loved this, this woman at this time. And she really mistreated me real badly. And I always thought that it was something that I did to her to make her dislike me. Now, in the beginning, we was all, it, it was just all heaven. But when the relationship kicked in, it's like she turned from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde on me. One night, we went out to dinner. She, I met her at this particular restaurant in Atlanta, uptown. I was approached, as, no, as I got out the car and for the enter the establishment, this man sitting in a nice Lexus, a gold Lexus, uh, CS200. If y'all know the old Lexus, the coupe. And he rolled down the one and he said, uh, young blood. Young blood, come here for a minute. And I went over there and, you know, took my time, walked over there and I said, yeah, can I help you? He said, uh, can you give me directions to such and such and such? And uh, I'm kind of lost. I'm new in town, just passing through. I said, sure, my man, no problem. I, you know, I knew exactly where he needed to go. So I'm like, yo, you take this right here, this first exit right off here and get back on 75. You be right there, just go straight out. And he said, really? He said, oh, man, thank you. He said, hey, you know, I see you kind of down on yourself, young blood. Is everything okay? I kind of noticed your disposition when you got out your car. Like, oh, I said, man, you know how it is. Life is. He said, you know, yeah. He said, that man, you know, trying to ride your back. He said, you know, you know, it's time for us to, uh, young, for us as men to grow up and get our own thing and stop playing around. You know, but it, he said, it seems something a little else different. I said, you know, uh. I said, well, I'm not trying to bother you. I said, I got somebody waiting. I said, yo, hey, take a little time. You know, you know, I think she can wait. Now, as I'm talking to this man in his car, I didn't notice that his passengers was in the car. Now, follow along with me, people. This is story time. This is Mr. Q's story time. As I was talking, I started noticing these women started to be there. Now, when I first got to the car, he was by himself. I kid you not. I'm not making this up. I wasn't drinking and I straight wasn't smoking. But as I was talking to him, 
I looked again and I saw two fine ass women in there in that car like good goobly goo. Woo! I hit the jackpot to a point. But something was telling me you better pay attention. And as I was listening and at me as I was talking to him and he was listening to me, he gave me he gave me a J. I mean that J was nicely rolled too. I puffed that mug, man, because I was going through some stuff. I puffed it. It's just, it's, it tasted so sweet. It, it was like it was like silk, like, you know, like silk smoke. That's the only way I can describe it. He said, man, go ahead, man. Hit that J, man. Take a little bit. He said, you got, man, he said, young boy, you got too much to live to have the stress on you like that. You need to Relax. And I'm like, yeah, I need to relax. And I was hitting that mug like. <laughs> and as I was hitting. That's when I heard this voice say, you better pay attention. So I gave him back to Jay. He asked me, say, young blood, do you drink? I said, well, I, said yeah. I said, you know, he said, I think you need a little drink. Man, when I tell you that this dude gave me a shot a cognac in a glass jar. I mean, not in a glass, but in a glass, crystal glass. Ice that was so ice. It, man, I'm telling you, I don't know what the hell. The, the chick was putting ice in it, and we know that that type of car don't have any ice making in it, but it was ice. This wasn't no ice for no dang convenience store. When I say ice, it, you know the round kind that you get at a hotel or at a bar? That was in that cup. And I was drinking that stuff and I'm just like, you know, and I kept hearing this voice again like, you better pay attention. You better pay attention. And then I looked down and I saw, and my, I was kind of having it in a, in a daze a little bit, but I noticed the chick in the back. And the dude was asking me, saying, hey, young blood, you, you like what you see? I said, yeah, man, it seemed like you got a nice ride here. Like, you know, for a stranger, you know, you got everything going for yourself. You know, he said, well, I like comfort, young blood. I like to be in style. So I'm in here. I'm only in town for some business, but I'm always looking for new friends. And it seemed like you a real cool cat. Now, this is how this dude was talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, I said, well, thanks, man. You know, I, I, you know, it's good to know that somebody really appreciates it. Man, you know, he said, look, dude. Every, we all need to show a little love for one another. And then the chick in the back said, hi there, my name is such I forgot her name. Don't ask me what it is. And the other chick, he said, man, you know, I know you got a, di a dinner date. He said, um, why don't you go ahead and jump on in and we're going to have some fun. And you can leave her. It seemed like that's your headache. But I heard that voice again saying, you better pay attention. And this time the voice got a little louder. And at first I thought I was tripping, like, I know he's talking. I know she's talking. But now I hear this voice louder. I said, no. Nah. I said, no, nah, I, I got to be a man. I got to, you know, keep my commitment. He said, you know what, young blood? I'm a, uh, I, 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 he said, I admire you. He said, I myself wouldn't even go in there. Not with all this back here. You know, it seemed like so-and-so, the chick in the back, my, my associate here, she seemed like she's very fond of you. Maybe she can take that headache away. And she looked up. I mean, when I say this chick was fine, whoo, I say that again. This chick was so fine that 
Mm, mm, mm. But I heard the warning. Don't do it. And I said, no, nah, my man, I got to go. But I'm a, I hope that you be successful in your business quest. He said, you know what, young blood? I am. He didn't say he was. He said, I am going to be successful. He said, I'm sorry that you and I can't, you know, party together. And, and he said, maybe at another dating time. He said, maybe. I'll be looking out for you, young blood. You keep your head up. As I walked away from the car, again, people, I tell you no lie. I looked back. The car was there. When I looked back again, the car was gone. It didn't crank up. And it wasn't there anymore. So, so what's the meaning of the story? Like I said, we all have choices. The devil's real, people. We all have choices to make. And I ain't trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you the truth. That while we out here making this move and doing stupid stuff, we sell ourselves out. That's a cost. As my mom and, and the other folks used to tell me and old people, it's a cost to be the boss. And at that night... If I would have got in that car, well, I don't know what would have happened to me. It was just too right. And I'm not saying that life has to be hard all the time. It's going to be like, man, it got to be a struggle all the time. Mr. Q, it got to be a struggle. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that when you know that something is, like I said, that voice was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. It's just, mm, you know if something ain't there. And I made the right call. Yeah, I went on in there and had the dinner with this trick. It was short. Eight went on home. But as I was driving home, I was sitting there thinking about it. And as I was thinking, that was nothing but wisdom kicking in from the great I am telling me, picture yourself getting in that car. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing this as I'm driving home after I left the, uh, the restaurant. And if I would have got in that car, people, I probably wouldn't be here today. I probably been murdered or worse. Well, I know it's nothing, I know it's nothing worse than word, m murder, but, you know, could have been involved in something that could have been hanging over my head for a long time. See, the things about, you know, that's what I said, we have consequences and the things that come about, you have to be, have discernment and wisdom to do certain things. And that's one thing that lacks in our community, discernment and wisdom and knowledge. We have knowledge, stupid knowledge, but we don't have knowledge of knowing when trouble is about to come. You know, like when the animals know that flood's going to come, they know how to get the hell on. We as people, we as black people, we tend, we used to have that knowledge of when shit comes, we, we know to move along. All right, we're going over here. Now we so stupid, we want to stand there, what's the hell going on? What y'all doing? Oh, uh, what, they shooting over there? Let's go see. Oh, shoot, they over there, they robbing? Let's go see. There's some shit over there. Let's go see. You know, it's stuff like that. We don't know how to say, nah, man. It's trouble coming behind that. Let's go. We want to run to the trouble. So, I, like I said, again, I, I wanted to share that with y'all, man, because it's like, it's just a lot of foolishness of people out here who do things, and we think that they doing it. Like, they, like, like Charlie Sheen said, they winning, they winning. No, they're losing. You're losing a part of yourself when you do that. You may not feel it now, but you're going to feel it because they always going to be calling you next time. Hey, so-and-so, uh, hey, we got another job for you. 
And as long as they know that you're there and willing and you're desperate, oh, I just got that call back again. They're going to call me for this show. Oh, no, we ain't calling you for this show. We're calling you for something else. <sighs> but it, it, at least you called, you know, that kind of mess. I just want to leave, like I said, people close out and leave with this. Let's stop selling, us, selling ourselves out. Let's stop that. Let's stop selling ourselves out for whatever feature comfort that we think whatever it is. Because I like comfort, man. You know, but when it comes down to it, I always know that that saying that my mom told me that, baby, you need to live without. Go without. If, it's, if, if you have to sacrifice your integrity, your reputation, and your principle for something, live without it. Walk away from it. If you're not, you wish you had them. And you'd be like, damn. Yep, damn. So with that, people, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Um, again, just be safe out there. You know, think about what I'm saying. Take this show with a little grain of salt. You can take it with tongue-in-cheek, whatever. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. I'm out. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.